And it's Pete. And Norm. And we are not talking Star Wars and dissecting a, a subtitle of a movie. That Rancor is going to need a lawyer. What are we talking about, Norm? We're talking some tales from the crypt, boils and ghouls. Wonderful show. I love it. Let's go. Let's get pumped. Like a four-day hiatus. Yeah. Not, uh, not, not too bad. Right? Nah. Uh, how how have you been? What's what's happening in the world of Norm? Eh, nothing too much. How's work been? It's it's been work. It was a cold, wet week. It was so. It? Yeah. Eight yeah. hours in that a day. Did you get any flurries? Crushes your soul. Yeah. Jersey. Yeah, a little bit. The yeah. one day I think it was Thursday. It flurried was, for like there ten was minutes. Flurries earlier. There was flurries I saw that. at nine o'clock today, and when I, I went outside for my thing, it was okay. It was, was it still coming out? Yeah. I, it was really coming down a couple of hours ago, and I almost called you and was just going to be like, "Hey, let's just wait to see what happens," because it looked like it, there were big flakes, and I'm almost like, "Oh my god, here we go!" Yeah, no, I only saw like three when I was out there. I was like, "Ah, was that? Ah, whatever." What are we doing? Are we drinking alcohol? I got a flat tire, fat tire. Fat tire. My car could have a flat. I don't know. I am in Philly. <laughs> your car could not. That be. lot attendant looked a little suspect. You, you car, your car could not be there by the time <laughs> you get back. Uh, no, Philly. Um, our area, my area, is 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 very nice. It's a good area. Yeah, there's only two bums. Yeah, but it's Philly. You expect bums everywhere. You do. You do. Uh, it is what it is. I'm drinking black coffee. Like your soul. Like my soul, and I'm drinking one of my um, supplement mixtures right now. So it's got I, bold testosterone in there. Don't let them fool you. I got zero alcohol right now. I think this is the first time we've recorded about both of us drinking alcohol. What's this wee shit, you French? <laughs> so, you mentioned you did not watch a lot of movies this week. No, no. You see, I've been playing a lot of Lego Marvel. <laughs> Because I'm late to the game on video games. You've been playing Lego I refuse Marvel. to pay like $65 for a video game that they're then going to charge me another $30 for all the downloadable content and everything like that. I'll put it to you this way. I've only played Batman Arkham Asylum. I still haven't even played City. Yeah. So, but you were never, you were never into video games. No. It, it's something it that never, every now and again I get a mood and if the game's good, it hooks me until I beat it. Yeah. That's just. And, and. The funny thing is, though, too, is you grew up with more of a video game generation than myself. Right. I mean, I have a good chunk of the systems. Yeah. I, when I was younger, Nintendo 64 was the one that probably got the most yeah. play out of me, see, like, I would say. See, so for me, it was 8-bit Nintendo. Right. That was, like, everything. Oh, that's coming back so hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and But, yeah, like, a, um, a lot of those games just are horrible. Mm -hmm. The ones that are great are... Very much like arcade games. Like right. You can only sit down with them every now, mm -hmm. now and now. Well, that's again. like Sonic, because Sega was another one that was yeah. big for me, Sonic's not Nintendo. Beast, there's no friggin' save points. Ugh. Yeah. You'll get 
15 levels into the 20 level game and you'll die and you'll get two of your rings back and then you lose those rings yeah. and you die and you're out of lives and guess what you're back to level friggin one. Oh it's, my god it's just endless gets my blood yeah. boiling we uh, gotta talk about something else yeah i am <laughs> i'm hot under the collar I, now. I, I make it no secret that i'm really big on halo i i view halo as probably the the most complete video game ever okay the most complete franchise uh it's the only game in my opinion that is a business of itself mm -hmm. meaning that just like the content that they crack crank out the regularity of, of the content the adjustments the changes the upgrades i would argue that constant. mortal kombat's on that level they've yeah. been going for years and years they've had movies there's tons of products they've branched out into adventure type games yeah. it's not all See, just uh, you know what it is like mortal kombat fits does fit that mm -hmm. but halo is something like there's a difference between video game franchise which is more Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, right? Like where you always get like a new like Resident Evil, mm -hmm. but then there is Halo, which is technically you buy one game, mm -hmm. like uh, like the whole idea with Halo is like you're going to buy Halo Five, right? And for three to four years, you're regularly going to get new Halo Five stuff, mm -hmm. like for free. Well, that's like Battlefront. That's yeah. how they're running that new, the new Battlefront for yeah. PS4. And yeah. that's why I don't like it, because you have to constantly pay for new crap. Give me well, the finished it's, game. It's not like Halo, Halo, you don't really pay for Halo. Okay. Like you, you. Because you get the season pass. There's no, no. No. You only pay for Xbox Live. Okay. Which is $10 a month. And then you can play Halo. You can play the multiplayer. Mm -hmm. And you can earn what's called rec packs. Okay. And they're like trading card packs. And you open up, you, you earn points, you get the rec pack. You crack it open and you can get new armor, new helmets, uh, weapon upgrades, vehicle vehicle upgrades, and you have these things called certifications. And so that's the ecosystem of Halo. So like it, it incentivizes you to play endlessly and you mm -hmm. have um, your Halo character, which is a Spartan. Right. Like they get ranks. Mm -hmm. So the ranks unlock like higher weaponry or different weaponry. So like it's all scalable. I got and, you. And there's so Borderlands much, is like that. Yeah, there's so much in Halo that is like regular, and the upgrades are subtle, meaning that they're always like enemies will move different ways sometimes, and they'll have slightly different capabilities, and that's where like it does trigger that geek. It triggers that obsessive like understanding and and understanding of nuance. I got you. And. And now, like, the need to be a part of a community so you can share the stuff with. And that's what I mean. Like, Halo, it, it literally employs hundreds of people that just work on that one game mm -hmm. for a long time until the next game, which is kind of like an evolution of the storyline. Right. But And that's really, like, the only incentive to even buy, like, Halo 6 when that comes out is to see what happens next in the story because mm -hmm. that's how god of war was where are they taking this now yeah he's a god how is there a third game <laughs> yeah what are we doing yeah sitting in a chair so uh yeah I, I i make no no secret that i love halo right on. um i spent a few years away from it i guess when i when i became single mm. it's just like okay well we don't we don't need we don't need that anymore <laughs> but we have halo <laughs> Um, and uh it was, but it's also like i I've, I've had friends that 
became single and doubled down on some of their passions and maybe like the wrong way sometimes mm-hmm. like they doubled down on their passion and became like a patch and to me it was just like a supplement of something for me to do at three o'clock in the morning oh i believe <laughs> because, like, i believe it. like what do you do in center city at three o'clock in the morning some nights when every place is closed uh play halo you play halo with people from around the world for a few hours until the the sun starts creeping up. <laughs> but so um yeah, so today was supposed to be another horror episode. Yes. And I I, I really screwed up. It happened. I was supposed to Sorry, they're taking a little step. I I was supposed to watch a bunch of movies. Norman and I were going to go go through these movies and just kind of have a like and delving into the nature of horror movies, what the appeal of some of them are, mm-hmm. and what what makes some of some very unique. What what gets your gums flapping about them? Yeah, yeah. Like get what, you excited. What, what what makes a good one versus a bad one? I uh, my, my overall opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was touching a little bit of this earlier. I think most of them stink. They're horrible. Well, that's I uh, most of them are horrible they're just even even today mm-hmm. they're just it's one bad horror movie oh, yeah. after the other oh yeah i don't think i've only th- had three that have really ever yeah. gotten but, to me but at the same time though mm-hmm. i i believe horror is like the ones that touch you they they touch you on the level that makes you seek that out mm-hmm. endlessly right and then along, and it never leaves you, right and it never when you find one that gets its yeah. hooks into you and and you feel it under the skin yes. it never leaves yeah to this day yeah 100. i saw i saw pet cemetery when i was like four or five uh, yeah. still always to true. this day zelda and that little kid even when i see that little kid in something else that's yeah. not pet cemetery yes i get a chill down my spine anytime i see a santa claus because of the Tales from the Crypt episode, oh, all yes. through the house with Larry Drake. He was such a good psycho friggin' Santa that, like, I always... If it's snowing out, I'm afraid to look out the window to see that giggling, psycho, yeah. bad tooth, whack-dyed son of a bitch out there. When, to this day. When it comes to that, mm-hmm. I, uh, you just said something that, that I think is important. Because, and this, this goes with some of our pre-recording discussion, mm-hmm. which is a lot of what Dream Warriors, I think is going to become, is is I want to understand why people like things. I okay. want to understand some of the, the reasons why you're drawn to stuff that's universally good and stuff mm-hmm. that's universally awful. A good example of that is, <laughs> what's the title of the movie I was watching earlier? Basket Case. Yes. Here's the thing. All the movies... <laughs> That I left for Pete to talk about. I'll just give you guys a taste of what he yeah. was supposed to watch. Killer Clowns. Watch our scene. Basket Case 1, 2, and 3. It's a trilogy. Tremors. We have Tremors, the complete series, which you didn't really have to watch. Tremors, the movie. Puppet Master, Axis Rising. Which is just a Nazi puppet master. Yes, movie. that one's like 9 or 10 in the franchise. Yeah. My name is Bruce. Yeah. And the one I'm looking the most forward to. Demons. Yeah. I'm from looking. producer Dario Argento. Yeah. It's an Italian flick, so I, I'm classy. I may uh, save that one for the very end. I believe it. Okay. So, <laughs> we're, we're going to get into all of this. And, mm-hmm. and I, I had a crazy, busy week. Right. 
um you seem busy as well again too so we kind of had back-to-back busy weeks right i think it's amazing we're even recording um so here's here's the thing part of the pile that you left me Mm -hmm. my i i did grow it this anticipation because there's there's something about that there's something about when people give you a pile of something and they just say here mm. because it's they're effectively giving you a piece of themselves right and mm-hmm. you're not going to know the person's psyche but you, you you now discover like all these different shades and colors to discuss with this person mm-hmm. and it, it pulls the two of you closer right now the other side of that is when you give a pile to someone and they kind of blow it off and they they cherry pick what they want to watch or not watch anything at all. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, you don't have to give a pile to someone because everything's available today. Right. Everything's relatively cheap. Well, that's right? why I like the Kern's approach. When we'll be hanging out and he, he needs something to watch, he's trying to save money, not spending any money yeah. going out. Well, he, he'll yeah. just he'll walk over to the shelf and what does Norm have that I haven't seen or what looks good that I haven't seen. And he'll just pick one or two and... Usually in return, I'll say, "Now you got to bring me a movie or two back, motherfucker." Yeah. Cause... <laughs> well, I, I like that type of exchange. It, it I literally, it, it's like a blockbuster for yeah. me. Just, it's... I just have to keep mental track of who has what. So, one renter at a time. So with this, with this, I, I, you, you, you always talked about this. I know this is like a point zero franchise for you, and, and I say franchise loosely because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a dead franchise. Mm-hmm. But Tales from the Crypt, right? So. I grew up when that was first coming on. I was born in 90. I can yeah. honestly say, like, because at a very young age, it was explained to, like, I had to be able to explain what's real and what's make-believe. I knew Big Bird wasn't real. He was <laughs> he was somebody in a suit. Yeah. I knew the, the, the major difference. Walker, Texas Ranger, he's not really a Texas Ranger. He didn't really shoot that guy. Like, at a very young age, that was drilled into me, I guess, because my parents were movie buffs at the time. So I was allowed to stay up and actually watch Tales from the Crypt, like, being four years old. Like, oh, there's boobies on TV? Cover your eyes. Like, that's what would happen there. Yeah, that's a lot of what I remember, too. I remember watching a lot of movies with with my parents. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like at one time that was a rite of passage and a family thing. Right. And kind of created barriers I remember my big brother trying to cover my eyes because we rented it during Leprechaun 4 when he he gets blown up. He becomes a giant okay. leprechaun in space, and he gets launched out into space and destroyed. But his hand survives, and uh, out floating in space, he flips the bird. And my big brother's trying to cover my eyes, and I was like, it's not nudity. I'm allowed to watch it, Mom said. And yeah. I was like four or five because that was the night we actually beat the Power Ranger side-scroll game, uh. which on a side note, I think they're re-releasing for PS4. I'm I, thoroughly excited. I I know there's a Xbox One game. Right, and is, I think that's the PS4. Yeah, it, it's like a side... It, I only saw a, like a teaser for it, yeah, it but it seems side-scroll sure like the old school. right now for 15. It seems like an old-school-style side-scroller. Right. I wasn't sure how up to... 
if it was like a, uh, like a new game. It just looks old school. Like the way they were fighting the putties, and I feel like I remember the boss that popped up yeah. in the trailer. So I think they honestly just redid the old Sega game for yeah, or just newer systems. took ideas from it and was like, hey, we can make this better. Let's just make it available, make it affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there's there's always something to that. There's oh, something yeah. to that. Now that one got me excited. And like yeah. you said, I'm not a big game guy, and I'm not. But that one, I was yeah, like, but- oh, it's just... it. That night, up yeah. late, well, watching I'll, Leprechaun, I'll, playing, I'll, uh, yeah, like, I'm pumped for it. <laughs> the, the one thing about side-scrollers that are always, I think, more significant than other style of games, mm. it's it's really just kind of like, usually they're very colorful, the colors are contrasted, right? they're repetitive as a mother effer, mm-hmm. but they're fun for that reason, right? and I do think the color and the nature of the game because it's it's lighthearted it pulls you in and and you do get a little bit of that drift like your mind starts drifting you start thinking about maybe these other things and it's almost like therapy it's like it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're massaging your subconscious it's with, like an escapism yeah i just hop jump shoot yeah hop, jump shoot and it, it kind of gets duck yeah it kind of gets you going and but real quick though so getting back to tales from the crypt right so i this is really what got you hooked onto this style of like horror movie or like the style of like I would even say like just like strictly entertainment. Yes. Like like you you you're probably always yeah. chasing some of those initial thrills and shocks and surprises that you got from Tales from the Crypt and you kind of now it it was it was like, honestly like bar that into other movies. More than that, it, it was like they were twisted fairy tales. Yeah. Each one had these outlandish characters, and there was always a lesson to be learned in the end. If you're going to cheat on your spouse and kill yes. them, your spouse is going to come back from the dead and yeah. haunt you until you die, or I, they're going to kill you, or, like, I, there's just so many. I, one of the main ones that stands out is the, um, it's like a later season when they started getting really bad, but it's like this fire inspector. Okay. And... He he hates this guy that his daughter's dating and all this stuff, and he, he has this pyro burn down the club, right? Nice. And in all the wreckage, he finds his daughter's necklace on a corpse coming out of the club because oh, she cool. was supposed to be home. Cool. So he go like, he, he's devastated all this stuff. He goes home, he kills himself. Oh. Then his daughter calls from a payphone because she had given her friend the necklace who was oh. at the club. Her and the boyfriend ran away. And they were okay, and they got all this money out of the club, and they wow. were out, and Daddy, I love you, blah, blah, yeah. blah, at the end. And like, it was just such a, like, oh, shit, she's dead. You you screwed up. Oh, shit, you killed yourself. Oh, crap, she's calling you wow. a lot. Like, it yeah. was, like, a triple twist punch. And those episodes seldomly came because it was always that one twist. Yeah. And that so, was, like, bam, bam, bam. So my, my sister and I, we... Grabbing a brew, you want oh. anything? I'm good for now. Okay. Grab another. Yeah. The fridge. I uh, <laughs> I was so tired of uploading and dealing with an episode of Bad Eats, which is the uh, YouTube show Bad Eats episode four. I, uh, I did not stock the fridge before Norm came. So we are in a weird uh, <laughs> leftover beer zone right now. There's no Yingling in there. there there's no Modelo. There's, there's nothing. Here we go. And one should be coming back. Yeah, so, man, making the noise. So, what, one of the things I was getting at is 
my sister and I used to watch uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Okay, that's another good one. Okay, and there was a movie called House, House 1 and House 2, that we were absolutely in love with as like teenagers and, and mid-teens. I met him at the last Comic-Con I was at. Okay. See, William Katz. Now, I haven't seen either of those movies. In, you know there was a four, right? And probably There's a three and a four. 20-something years. You're aware of that. Mm-mm. No, I I can't. I don't remember what some of the uh, the stories were. I I don't remember the plot of those movies. I just remember them being horror. The, the first one's the Vietnam dad, who's a writer. Okay. And <laughs> and the zombies from Nam are coming back with a whole what? bunch of monsters. Really? The the one, yeah, the the his partner that he loses to the Viet Cong. Dude, that sounds. And he's got he, his son disappears in the house. It's the haunted house. What? The second one has the cowboy grandfather corpse. And the Crystal Skull, Indiana Jones style. I remember the Crystal Skull. Yeah, it's the second yeah. one. Oh. There's a third one with Lance Henriksen, where it's pretty uh, much okay. shocker, shot for shot. Like, okay. it was House shocker 3. It's such an underrated... It is. Mitch Pileggi kills it in that movie. Yeah, what an under... Because you know what it is? It, 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 the problem is is, is, is it's Wes Craven, and they everything that he's done is since always, is always compared yeah, it's to it's always going to be garbage. it's it's going to be the next nightmare on elm street coming I, I'll, and I'll oh t- it's not I'll and everyone you, gets i'll tell you one pissy. thing um scream is such a good trilogy mm-hmm. that is hugely like again getting back to the people on that high horse mm-hmm. like that want to preach down to what's good I challenge anyone not to watch the screen movies and not be entertained and thrilled. And, oh yeah, and the the uh, new like the I've the, never seen them. The surprises you never seen. I, I saw the first one. I know I know the arcs of all of them pretty much. I'm really fuzzy on two and three, but I, yeah. I've seen the first one enough to. I, I was always and I know what you did last summer, guy. Yeah, a, a a chunk of what I forgot about the screen movies mm-hmm. about two and three. So a couple of years went by. I watched them not too long ago. A lot of what two and three were was just jumbled in my recollection. Okay. So I watched them in order, and there's there's a you know it's almost like turning pages, mm-hmm. and the pages of reveals are kind of like constant surprising. They keep you guessing, mm-hmm. and it really isn't about like Nev Campbell not dying and and all these other things because. Like, she's essentially built as a survivor. Right. And, and she's built as a tough, tenacious, uh, like, Ripley from Alien. Mm-hmm. Aliens. Like, that type of, like, you're weaseling out of this because you're you're tough and tenacious. Right. Uh, in my point of view, like, like, the highest level of female protagonist is that type of character. And I understand some of the, the Star Wars blowback, which is kind of having like this moment in Star Wars movies now where the guy wants to help the girl and the girl takes out a a room full of stormtroopers right. with helmets mm-hmm. and she's beating Making them with Making women capable. Yeah, and, and it doesn't... I don't feel like that always comes off. Mm-hmm. It does seem forced a lot of times. I'm not really sure why it's in some of those movies because both of those Star Wars characters in, in, in Rogue One and, and in Force Awakens, those characters could be doing a lot. Like, right. yeah, they don't have to be doing that. They're, they're already established at that point. But anyway, so I would I would really like to watch Scream with you. And actually, the fourth one, mm-hmm. 
and it like amazingly adds to everything else because the fourth one does a lot what new nightmare did to nightmare on elm street okay like it takes it out but then it looks back in mm-hmm. kind of it breaks that for, like that fourth wall where it's the movies were like real life and now they're making a movie of the real life movies you now like to right remember, like it's such a cool little like i got paradigm. You. yeah that, yeah, that's paradigm. what i like about um uh, urban legend 2 mm. The first one, yeah, Urban Ur- Legend. The, the I know which you did like summer one or two. Mm-hmm. All all good entertainment. Urban Legend could was that a TV show? No, that was. It should have been a TV show. That was show. two movies, and then they did like a Bloody Mary spinoff type yeah, third movie. I they- but one of them, the second one, no, the first one, the first one has Jared Leto in it. He's yes. like the main filmmaker yeah. guy on campus. They're both like. <laughs> Yeah. film student yeah. like oh god and that second one with anthony anderson that one goes hard yeah um the it, casts are great in those too like they really do it, they're it's loaded that, it's for it's, being it's young, 90s it's, slashers yeah 2000s and, and young future hollywood yep all in one movie yep. and that's a lot what scream was too and mm-hmm. scream and there's parts of even scream that was like the passing of one generation to the other with you know the um the fonts is in the first scream and you have okay. even like drew barrymore right like, who was kind of almost passing the torch to a younger generation in that movie and that's why it's significant that she dies in the beginning mm-hmm. like it right. just, there's symbolism within scream and, and the guy who wrote scream is a guy named kevin williamson and he went off to create dawson's creek and at one point i thought he was the future of hollywood like screenwriting i okay. thought this guy was going to light the world on fire he I think I think his momentum, like kind of his credibility. I don't know. You don't know what happens sometimes, right? You mm-hmm. don't know why people just stop getting work and stop getting hired. But he did um, teaching Miss Tingle, which had um, which was like a maybe it's teaching Miss. I think I'm getting the title right, but it's with Katie Holmes. Okay, and it's it's just like a, a, these kids. Um, have a bad teacher they they want to teach the teacher lessons it's a little bit of that type of movie but it's, it's another teenager angsty yeah and and this movie he wrote it was his writing directing opportunity and it just was like a complete failure right okay and it, like it's the movie does does hold up it's not a terrible movie but i think the hype that he had around him mm. the i think the probably the in the industry expectations were too high see like sometimes audience expectations can kill a career and kill a project and sometimes the industry expectations can do mm-hmm. that sometimes even before a project even gets released right. okay mm-hmm. and a, a lot of people miss that like um because hollywood is still a small town and you kind of do know everyone once you right. get to a certain level and it's easy just to be like, you know, like that person's hard to work with mm-hmm. or and no one. I was really... watching a video on YouTube about that last night. It was like top 10 hardest celebrities to work with yeah. or like behind the seat. And, you know, they yeah. all have. Their... And, and look, at the end of the day, you really don't know. Oh, yeah. That, like, that's why I'm not naming names yeah, and knocking. Like, you like, don't, yeah, like you don't... everyone's seen that Christian Bale rant, but you don't know what his day was like. You don't know it like. You're, what, you you exactly. don't walk through while they're filming. Right. You just don't do it. Like <laughs> yeah, you don't so, them. maybe yeah, he overreacted. But that guy should be a professional to know. Like you're you're walking exactly. on set while they're doing a take. So, like so, it's that give and take. 
So, so rolling, rolling. I'll up. never pretend to understand it, and I'll never really judge. Yeah. You want more money? I don't. I don't know what you have to do to play Leonard for ten years. Yeah. I don't know what it's doing to your psyche being a friggin' nerd. I don't know. Yeah. So you want one point five mil? You you go for it. So when when you were younger, watching HBO, mm-hmm. Tales from the Crypt. I watched Spawn too. Yeah, Spawn was Spawn's fantastic. I miss it. The, the anime. The, he keeps teasing me with with yeah. stuff, and it never it never uh, comes. He, um, we, uh, I it's fear, like Guillermo with Hellboy. I just I laugh it off when I see news. Oh, yeah. you have new news on how new Spawn movie. Well, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> what we were discussing earlier <laughs> about. Like, there's such a cycle now. Of right. Just. BS things that mm-hmm. a lot of these well, sites see. I feel like you film. can really draw the line. Like Guillermo talking about Hellboy three and Todd McFarlane talking about Spawn, you can laugh it off. It's never gonna well, happen. I will say this though: Guillermo promised Pacific Rim two, promised the Hellboy two. Mm-hmm. He has a record of the of like he still gets. Well, projects. he's doing like a Twitter poll now yeah. to t- gauge fan yeah. react, and, and, and apparently it boomed up enough that he's willing to talk to Ron Perlman yeah, within the was, three days. He, he said, um, but it, like there was I like don't hundred thousand responses, and right. I, th- I th- like some I within saw hours. he had like one seventy. Yeah, so which is awesome, right? But the problem, the, the movie initially fell through because no studio wanted it. Well, so it doesn't. Right. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. This poll, it doesn't matter if he's going to talk until yeah. the studio pick. Same thing with and, Dread Two. And, I could talk about Dread Two until I'm blue and the Carl yeah. Urban killed it. And, but guess what? Until exactly they started a Kickstarter and the studio literally said, "We don't want your money. We get it from tickets. Keep it. You're wasting your time." Yeah. Like and and that's where people sometimes like they want to force things they want to act like the um the vocal minority mm-hmm. is the only voice that should be in like in the room and hellboy believe it or not could just be a geek driven property mm-hmm. that the core loves oh yeah and i don't they're and, not and, bad movies and that's they're it. entertaining yeah, but, they're fun but that's it though like now like that's as far mm-hmm. as this idea can go it could have been a franchise but it just isn't yeah There's... i mean like do you think like sometimes i think it's a little bit deeper than that like sometimes i like you kind of look at something like hellboy and you say well maybe maybe the idea does only exist in comic form to its fullest extent um Maybe there's just not enough there to last as a film suit. Because, like, you know, like, not everything can be... You're right. But like I think a, something a like that with the... You got you got the Hellboy. You got Abe. There's Klaus. Like, I feel like there's enough it. there yeah. to kind of sustain a paranormal X-Men, if you will. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, the, it's the way the storytelling but, goes. But it's funny you mention X-Men. Because I do, I do feel like X-Men... Everyone's like, can they just do X-Men right? And I, I kind of want to say, I think they figured out X Men, mm-hmm. and and this, these are the the this, right ones. Yeah, this is as far like mm-hmm. the, like this, and then the and only that's where, the only way it's going to be a hundred percent is if Marvel Studios got it back, like, got it back and put them in the background. Yeah, and that's and and worked them the same way as Fantastic Four, uh, but real quick though, so. Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. What what are you, what are your standout episodes like? What oh, dude, like what, I could what, go on and on. What are what are the ones? How many seasons was that? Five? No, uh, seven. It was really seven seasons. Seven seasons. Wow, I don't remember it being that. See, I, it there. Um, 
publicity for that was so innovative. See, I that I don't remember. Uh, so here's what I remember. Okay, mm-hmm. I remember them interviewing Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was Arnold Arnold at right. the time. Mm-hmm. And dude, he directed an episode. I was going to say Michael J. Fox directed an episode. Well, so many friggin' actors. Yeah. Tim Curry does can't that that and show is riddled with that. Yeah. Brad Pitt does the racing episode. Yeah, and like that, that's it's stacked. Well, that's what I'm getting at. To where, when you have at that point, like you kind of Schwarzenegger was Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like you that just, that's you one of just, my standout episodes yeah, too. Like like you you can just argue that you mm-hmm. can just argue like the biggest guy in Hollywood now, and they're talking to him and he's talking about directing and wanting to direct and and always asking directors questions and right. learning on the set, which is actually something he echoes. Oh in, yeah, in his biography too. Uh, I I side note on Schwarzenegger. I was watching uh, a list of funny cami or not uh, funny oh. commentaries oh, okay. on YouTube. Oh, okay. And it was like so one of them is Mickey Rooney talking about his Twilight Zone episode, okay. and he's just being a curmudgeonly old yeah. prick. <laughs> no one wants to watch this. Yeah. Uh, kids today want to watch sexy, and the and the produ- the line producer is like. Actually, I the people that. that are watching this <laughs> with the commentary the on. The are like 18, 19. No, they want sexy. They don't want this. I don't remember. It was 30 years ago. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Like, just the whole time. But Schwarzenegger is always enamored with himself in all of his... Co- to where he's yeah. like, you see what I did there? I was smiling, but really I'm supposed to be angry, and it, it comes off perfectly, and yeah. that's all. <laughs> you see, they're making the sword for Conan. That's really important throughout the story because he's he's a daddy's boy, and he's... Look at me now. I'm I'm big. I'm ja- like he's yeah. just enamored That's with awesome. himself in all it. of his comment. So if you ever get a chance to watch a, a commentary with Schwarzenegger, I yeah. could bring you a. D- he's just enamored. Yes. With, Look at me there. I'm doing such a great job interacting with the children in the kindergarten, and I'm I'm a tough guy, but I'm being so soft with the little girl because she's fragile. You see me there. It's wonderful. And 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 this is from a video you saw. Yeah, uh, it, it like was a, like because yeah. what another one they mentioned is Ben Affleck and, yeah, and, and Armageddon. Yes, and Michael yeah. Bay like having at it. Yeah, it does. Joel Schumacher apologizes to fans yeah, in which, in both commentaries which I, for which I hate. I don't think he should what apologize. But the the um the Ben Affleck one is more like like comical kind of. Um, hey, I'm watching this movie for the first time too, mm-hmm. and that's why, like, that's where it it comes off. But hey, Michael, wouldn't it just be easier to train actual astronauts to be <laughs> oil drillers? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, like. <laughs> right. But um, HBO had this wonderful way mm-hmm. of, like, almost like pulling you into like Tales from Crypt as being almost like a um, like a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It was almost like uh, like might have been like the first show that was driven it was funny it was sexy it was bloody it was also driven it was celebrity driven Mm -hmm. but behind the scenes well i mean robert zemeckis was executive producer for i don't i i think the first six six out of the seven seasons which is yeah and i just remember watching their promos for that schwarzenegger like episode in that season that was Mm -hmm. like coming up and just like like, like, I could tell you like, that I, episode. Like, I couldn't, like, it was, like, maybe, like, the first time I was, like, seeing that you can do more than one thing in life. Right. Like, like you like, you know, like, actors just maybe aren't just actors. And, and Tales from the Crypt was so interesting because it brought you behind 
the scenes into the process mm-hmm. and that's what i mean about it like i think that's where it's unique and that's where it's the most impactful is that they made incredible content right but they also sold the process to the point and and they pulled in people that became a part of that part. it was almost like a party mm-hmm. like it became part of oh, like, yeah. like hey like it, it, yeah. it yeah it's like the simpsons everyone wanted to do an episode hey so, can you get me in yeah. so, I, it, 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 it was a part of pop culture so tell me off the top of the tip of norm's brain okay. tell me about the schwarzenegger episode I all right even... so that one schwarzenegger cameos at the beginning and the end with the crib keeper oh he's in the movie he, oh, i mean he's in the episode he he only does the crib keeper scene to set it oh. up and it, but he, he's going to pump up the crib keeper you're just a bony bag of bones oh, like no that way. whole that whole like, spiel. yeah wow yeah so and then it goes into the episode that's the episode where william hickey the little old man okay. he's rich and he falls in love with this young woman and oh, okay. oh i can't love you you're you're too frail so he he goes and he gets hair implant but it costs him a hundred thousand dollars and he gets the young guy's hair Yes. And then he goes and he gets his legs done and he switches legs with the young guy. And it. by the end of it, he's broke, but he's jacked. He's a beautiful guy. He's still got his old William Hickey voice. Yeah. And now the guy that got all of his body parts, who now has all of his money, gets the girl. And it's that whole, like, funny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want them to know I'm which, rich. I want them to love which me is for all, me. Which is also, like, like the self-image. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like owning up to your own oh, self yeah. well that one also goes back Which well was, that one's a lot of what Schwarzenegger said at the time well that like, one is heavily well not heavily tied but like that there's the Leah Thompson episode where she's the prostitute she sells her looks she gets her face cast and she thinks oh yeah. whatever whatever but then she starts to age horrendously yeah. and, and she tries to buy back her looks and she can't and she tries wow. and, she, and she does and finally and then she smashes the mask that holds mm. the magic of her looks and now her fiance doesn't even recognize her because she's just this old withered piece of leather walking wow. down the street so so of the seven seasons mm-hmm. where where are you do you know do, do you have any i own I, all seven yeah do you have any insight into why it stopped and and what slowed I think, it down? I think or, quality. You think it, it's the, the very to... latest episode was their first animated episode? Oh wow! And it is I mean, by there was an far the worst yeah. episode. So it, it, the quality went down. I feel like the movies weren't successful. Yeah, the episodes. Oh, oh no, you mean the movies. The Demon the, Knight was the Bordello of Blood. Bordello of Blood was the one Demon that put Knight the nail in a, the. Demon that one's that one's a, a great story, yeah. and the color scheme, the the bright green lightning yes. with the green blood and the yeah, purple, it's, it's and like Schumacher. It's yeah, like, it's it's, a Schumacher it's so well. Shot movie. Uh, yeah. uh, um, I got the Screen Factory Blu-ray for that. Yeah, I, had to pick it up. I remember seeing that in the theater and just being like, being like, just this is like, just I was young, mm-hmm. and just being like, this is awesome. Oh yeah, like it was. That's it. Mm-hmm. It was. It was awesome. Um, there's always like an investment when you go see a movie. Mm-hmm. You just don't want it to piss you off and right. suck mm-hmm. and just sometimes you remember i remember like when you and i left um 300 right and we were like oh my god like we were just happy it was mm-hmm. fun and awesome it blew us away it, yeah d- it didn't matter if mm-hmm. it was even a great movie it's like it was, it was almost like a shared experience and, right and that's why a lot of times like that's the most important mm-hmm. reason to see movies in theaters right it's because you do have like this secret companionship with i have no qualms with it unless it's a horror movie yeah especially when it's pg-13 so i can't do it so do you think 
what happened with Tales from the Crypt was a so, like similar like acceleration of a dilution of the of the product of the perception of the product that happened with Friday, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I I feel like the quality just went down, and they were more banking on because by that point the Crypt Keeper blew up. Well, his crypt- face was at. For Christ's sakes, I just learned this year there is a Crypt Keeper Christmas soundtrack. Yes. Where the Crypt Keeper sings yes, all I, Christmas carols, yeah. bloody uh, deck the bloody halls. Well, that's, a little, and, that's a little bit of what I'm getting at. Right to where it became too much. It became it, it and it, the the quality of the show was being sacrificed for the merchandising of. Yeah, I, and I'm not sure how you could equate that, but at the same point, it seems like maybe like there was like a shift in focus or, or something. Mm-hmm. Like there's something intangible that happens when right. when you go horizontal. Mm-hmm. And not vertical. Right. So, are you familiar with the Tales from the Crypt um, Saturday morning TV show? I, cartoon? I have a bootleg of the complete okay. series. And yeah. w- that was one season, right? Uh, two. That was two seasons. I think seasons. it got See, two. Like, that's even significant. Mm-hmm. I, I, and that's to me where, like, even, like, the younger version of me knew it was maybe going too far. Because I, mm-hmm. I remember when, when they first started showing the, the promos for that. It was almost like... It's well, like, are you afraid of the dark or goosebumps? Yeah, but, and, and, it, and it's it just, just like, how's it better than the TV show? Right. Because, like, Why and, aren't you using these stories for the show? Yeah, and it was just like one... Well, of that's the other thing, because you can always... You can trace back every episode to a comic book issue, whether it's yeah. in Vault of Horror, Tales from the Crypt... Right. The EC comic... Right, uh, universe. Boom, error. I feel like they ran out of those main points to hit. Yeah. throughout those books because i mean they even did the crypt keeper's birth episode which was like book 47 like because there was a point oh. where i was following a couple of yeah. the actual demon knight and bordell of blood were the first two that weren't based on books right and and, and the same thing with yeah. the animated so, hippo like, do, like do i you, feel like by season seven they went through all the archive and think, said we're at i just a, don't think the format ever lent itself to film as much as people it, it was almost the same as like x-files mm-hmm. like the x-file movie you're like Demon Knight's like, solid. Hey, even Bordello Blood, when you go back and watch yeah, it's, it's not bad. It just, I, it's the same problem that I feel like they're going to have with Game of Thrones. Because every now and again, they'll kick around a Game of Thrones or a Walking Dead type movie rumor. Yeah, and, I, and the main people always come back and they say, look, people pay for HBO for this quality. We can't ask them to pay for HBO for seven seasons I, I and then tie up the movies in two movies where everyone can pay to watch it and they have to pay extra when they've already committed all this time and I money. 100% agree. So yeah. in that respect, I see the transition to the big screen. Why wouldn't you just do a two-hour episode or start making them for HBO-made yeah. movies? But you, you wanted to make it bigger. Like, I can respect that in the same... No, I, I, 100%. I think that... I, think I mean, they started out, uh, aside from the comics, it's like old English movies. There's an original Tales from the Crypt and Vault of Horror, like yeah. 1970s, right. which one of them features all through the house with, I think, Joan Collins or Joan Crawford or yeah. one of the Joan old Collins, pretty... Yeah. Jo- I think it's Joan Collins, it's too. Joan Collins, yeah. And- which also has that great one with the painter who's kind of Bob Ross looking, and he oh, paints the deaths. Yeah. So, like, if the painting burns, the you guy burns type deal. that freaking me out. That was a good... I love... I that, wish that one got adapted to the show. Yeah. It never did. So... The closest they came was that weird tattoo rock star one where the dragon, like, ate the girl off yeah. of his chest. 
But the Vietnam oh, yeah. episode's great with Steve Buscemi. Yes. Where he brings back the, like, weed that has flesh-eating back. To, and yes. then he sends it home to his girlfriend, and they both smoke it. And now the guy that stole all the washed-up photographer. Oh, my. Yes. There's so many. Oh. So, I have to go home and watch the season now. When it comes, I hope you're happy. When, when, God damn it. Well, the, we're, we're Dream Warriors, Dream Weave. We're weaving right now. You know how many times I've met John Kassir? I, no. Three, I, three times. Three times, that's, that's awesome. When he comes around, I get in his line. Yeah. He's only 30. He's so... He does the voice. So, he's really impersonal. Like, he'll he'll spend 10 minutes talking yeah, to you. Yeah, he's just aiming it all. Yep, he's good. Yeah. So, do you think there is a... Return. Well, M. Night Shyamalan was bringing it back to TNT, but apparently that's falling really? through. It's falling through, yeah, little bit by little bit. But it went from like, yeah, no, this is happening to like, we're not sure to like, or it's been delayed and it's not looking yeah. good. Dude, mm. I, I really, it's, it, I really feel like it whether it comes work, back or not, it, for it me, would, it's not going to be Tales from the Crypt. I think it would work so well. Not you. Excuse me. Uh, it would work as a web series. Like or stream series, I, think I can it would, see that. Like if Netflix, you, or, uh, it's or, just it's gonna lack that. Yeah. For me, Tales from the Crypt has become so synonymous with the Crypt Keeper and that whole backdrop of, and I, I, another I, company owns that. Yeah, I think they, I do think they can, add. They can they can add that element again. I do think they can recreate it. It's not gonna. I've be never seen a good one. I'll put it to you that way. Yeah. Like, I think back to the Creep Show, that Bridger. Yeah. I think back to Body Creep Bags with, good, with John Carpenter doing show. it himself. Yeah. Where he's the corpse walking around yeah, the... I, it just It's never... It, you're I, never going to capture that. I, I think they would be able to nail it. Although, yeah. fun fact, and I didn't know this until just recently. Okay. Season one of Tales from the Crypt, because they rehauled him for the rest of the season, but season one... They actually built the Crypt Keeper's face over Chucky's original animatronic head. Oh, really? And those blue eyes are Chucky's blue eyes from the first Child's That's Play. Cool. That they is they cool. changed it out in yeah. season two, but the, they, if you look at a side by side, they are the exact same That's eyes. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I just, I, I, there was just something, there, there was just something about the formula that, that, that they played with, the mm -hmm. presentation of the content, yeah. um, everything that surrounded it. And and maybe sometimes that's the course of things. Mm -hmm. Like it needs to get run into the ground. Um, and then again, at the same time, it's like, it's it's. I think it's hard not to do that. Everyone's like, oh, keep it pure, keep it pure. But like, you, you have to realize that a lot of this stuff, when it hits like a cultural level, mm -hmm. it, it's so rare. Right. You can't you can't control it when it happens. Mm -hmm. Like you can't control the boom. Right. But you you. You're almost like it's your duty to ride that wave mm -hmm. to the shore, right? And that includes an action figure line. I I own CD. two of them. Yeah, a Christmas yeah. CD. If that includes a, a pinball a machine. Morning, yeah, a Saturday morning cartoon. I, and then you're like, wow, like, but you kind of look back and you're like, man, that was like, it does always remind you of like you you think back and you have good feelings. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Hey, Funko. If you're listening, uh, I could really use a Crypt Keeper pop. Put him yeah. in a chair if you want, but I need one. <laughs> you're running out of horror characters. Make a Crypt Keeper. Yeah, where are Thank they? Thank you. Where are they? they are almost out of, like, 
what's the next frontier for their uh i don't their yeah. last horror series was rocky at best I'm, that's why i'm saying like give I'm, me a leprechaun give I'm me a pinhead still, give I'm me still waiting for top gun pops i just want top Gun. they're out they hit um, like i'm not shitting you they were at movie stop you, a long time ago you said that before and you were wrong. Mm, I, all yeah. right, let's look, look up, you, look you up, go ahead and look up steer top, this look somewhere. Up, look at Top Gun Pops. You, you, I think you forgot that <laughs> we went. To, I, think, I think Norm just had <laughs> had a, a mental lapse. But no, uh, yeah, there is no Top Gun Funko Pops. I think it will, pretty soon I will have a cell phone thrown to my head. <laughs> well apparently they're in the works don't, if they're not don't out. don't mess up my pretty face oh you, you don't worry people it's not yeah. pretty i'm not gonna mess up nothing. um so do you think uh so what happened with you like post tales from the crypt what was the replacement for that like how, how did you i never to... i never really found a replacement for tales did. from the crypt was that there, that was, was kind of i mean there i guess american horror story would be the nearest but even that's not close to what tales no american american you know what there's never been a horror anthology series like tales from the crypt i i think american horror story i guess hitchhiker i just found that on dvd at tunes for like six bucks interesting so i bought it based on the stars it was hbo and it's it's all these like stories and they're all tied together by this hitchhiker yes but they're horror yeah and it's a big name actor in the movie i i Never. Yeah, the movie. I, is I, I watched the first episode. It's got like a producer who's working with an actress, and they're like yeah. dating. Kind. Of. I I didn't finish it, but I yeah. I yeah. I would. I'm I'm curious. Maybe like I kind of want to go back now and dig around and see what else came around around like Tales from the Crypt mm-hmm. and see what's like what that spawned. I feel like Tales from the Dark Side would be the the nearest creep show. Would yeah, be. they were all before that. Like tales, tales was like almost like they were they were saying, "Hey, there's all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it this way," and that turned out to be such a superior mm-hmm. way because it's so much risk. Well, I, like it's... so much chance. Like how do you even know? Like the crypt keeper is weird and mm-hmm. screechy, and how do you even know? And the, his, the his music jokes, is iconic. His jokes are stupid. It's got a great gothic style to yeah. it. The opening gets you in the, the mood for the show. The opening's the, the best. pop out scare at the end with the slime yeah. coming down. It's green. It's purple. Because it's get your endorphins going. The, the joke that there's crappy jokes coming your way, yeah. setting up the story. He opens this old man massive fairy tale book if you yes. will starts reading it to you we go in you see the actors names that are listed oh shit michael j fox yeah oh son of a bitch stallone miguel ferreira tim curry and you, you just yeah, it goes it, on you're thrown on into this on. world of like well this old curmudgeon bastard just retired from his job and he's not happy about it yeah he's bored and he hates all the animals that are in his wife's house oh shit he's killing all of the animals in his wife's house and practicing taxidermy because he needs a hobby <laughs> yeah. oh shit he just killed the wrong pet and now the wife stuffed him and put him in his favorite chair with googly eyes yeah. like you don't you don't beat that no and that's an episode season one yeah, right <laughs> I, I, so that's that's why I, Masters of Horror would be the closest yeah, in perhaps. between those two, yeah. I would and say. Some, some of the Masters are rock solid. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I love I, Pelts I, with Meatloaf, and uh, I think yeah, Tobe Hooper directed it. That's a season two episode. That was, yeah, I, I saw that. The I just feel like 
Maces of Horror. Cigarette Burns was always my favorite. Norman Reedus, I forget who directed that particular one, but like the angels on film and this film that makes you kill yourself, like that was always. So what is, tell me the the going rate. If someone wanted to purchase Tales from the Crypt, like how much are they running on Amazon? Any idea? Amazon, I feel like you could get the entire series, seasons one through seven, in their like original nice comic booky looking boxes for like 123 bucks. If you get them out of Tunes, or you're one of those lucky people that still has like one movie stop near you, because I think there's one left out in the Midwest, you could probably get seasons used for like 10 so, to 15. So real quick, so Tales from the Crypt complete seasons one through seven mm-hmm. is 118. Okay. Tales from the Crypt Complete Seasons 1 and 2 is 20. Uh, the, these are affordable. Yes. Norm just ran off to the uh, men's room. And uh, I did not even have... There's actually a uh, Tales from the Crypt Presents Demon Knight Blu-ray that has one heck of a cover. Um, I didn't have a chance to tell Norm that we, we're going to be wrapping up this episode very soon. Um the one fact to take away from Tales from the Crypt that it is from a pre-comic code um, anthology comic book series by the same name, Tales from the Crypt, originally published by EC Comics. Um, at the time, held some of the best horror artwork ever. Um, it pays to know about Tales from the Crypt, uh, the original comic series. Yeah, there's a hardback ECW edition. Yeah. There's like three of them. I'm yeah. actively watching one of them. Yeah, so they're all about... The comics are about $40 per hardback. The seasons are about $20 each. Um, I really think you got to jump into this. you got to explore it. Um, is, was the animated series ever officially released? Uh, I think so. I think I, lightly. I'm not getting it at all. I thought it was, to be honest. I um, thought it was, too. On Amazon, Tales from the Crypt animated series gets episode um gets season seven that episode you, you referenced earlier okay so i'm just going to do a general search real quick and uh, we're, we're, we're going to sign off soon how's that feel you know we did we did a it's hit me right in the fields yeah you I'm upset all... you upset to go a little bit what are you what are you doing tonight you watching any movies with rachel tonight going uh is there any movies coming out? I think she might be going out with one of her friends, so Sweet. I might just be doing some cleaning or yeah, you were saying seeing that. if you're stuck in Jersey. Or... I'm not sure. Yeah, we, we might be shooting another episode of Bad Eats tonight. Okay. I don't know. Maybe do a little Bad Eats party. Right Um Tonight's food episode. Like, usually the uh, the, the theme food that... <laughs> the horrible food that we consume for the YouTube show, mm-hmm. Bad Eats, is... Uh, Usually it's a it's a surprise, so we don't know what like so we kind of have ways of doing like a reveal. Right. So on. I don't really know, but it's going to be disgusting regardless. Um, sometimes it's tolerable, but not. <laughs> I think one one meal was like tolerable. <laughs> There's very done, few TV we, dinners that I'm done, like, just buy four of that one and yeah, I'll be okay. We've done like ten already, and one of them was like, hey, pretty decent. So, um, but no, no, we are we're we're, we're going to sign off. Um. This, I, this is this is great. Uh, just talking to you about Tales from the Crypt brought me back. Oh, man, it's got me. Brought me back hardcore, and I, I am a little upset at myself that I let a lot of it drift into the realms of forgetfulness. I have a Demon Knight poster signed by John Kassir. <laughs> <Nice>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time he signs it, there's always a new line he adds, like, 
Yes. Thanks, boils and ghouls, or it. like one of those just yeah. iconic, corny. Yeah, freak, uh-huh. he always adds one. Yeah. So, so, all right. Any, any, anything else for your sign off? Any kind words? Kind words. Well, tales from the crypt taught me not to sleep on conventions. <laughs> on conventions, it did. Yeah. Between Carrie Fisher and Tales from the Crypt, I've yeah. learned. Well, you 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 embrace a convention. Well, I had the chance to meet Carrie Fisher before she passed at Monster yeah. Mania, but she was charging sixty, and it was like a four-hour line, and I said nay wow. nay. Yeah. Like because I didn't want to shoot the day in the ass, I know. thinking like, oh well, she's on the con circuit now. I'll just catch her at Wizard yeah. World. Or Larry Drake was supposed to be at Cherry Hill, the guy who played the crazy Santa that stuck with me uh, to yeah. this day. I saw the woman at a convention in Atlantic City. So you, I said you nay nay. Him. I didn't get her. She passed three months later. Yeah. Larry Drake fell down the stairs and broke his hip right before the Monster Mania he was supposed to be at, and then he died two weeks after that from complications. Yeah. And it's like, because I started that poster of, like, a Tales from the Crypt show poster. Yeah. And it it had Crazy Santa. It had Ulrich the... Ulrich the Invincible, the guy who gets the nine lives from the cat and he constantly dies and then he's being buried alive and he realizes, oh crap, this is my last life, I'm not coming back. Mm. Uh, I forget his name, but he's in Daredevil too, and The Sopranos. Oh, okay. The little short, Joe Petaliano. Yes, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, who's in like... And Leah Thompson, who keeps doing Wizard World because of Back to the Future, so like I could have banged out all of those guys and like Larry Drake will forever be that like hole in that poster now. So I've learned between that and missing John Panette in AC right after he died. That's, that's like, tough. If yeah. they're coming, buy a goddamn ticket because they may not be here for a next round. Yeah. Doesn't matter if they're 60, 40, 20, 70. Yeah. Buy the goddamn ticket and go. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sign off and just say that uh, we need feedback. We need interaction. We need conversation. We need subscriptions. We need people to push this product with us. Uh, our feedback, you can feedback me, just find me, aka PAD, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, the list goes on and on, easy to find, Googleable. But we want, we need feedback, right? Let us know. Let us know what you like, let us know what you don't like. Yeah. It's always good. And Pretty I'm a ghost. Of- if you can find me, Mazel Tov. Yeah. Let me know that you found me from the podcast. That would be awesome because yeah. it's just that's- Norm Hamilton. I Facebook. That's about it. Yeah. That's all I got. And I don't post much. So if you're looking for me, you're going to get my horoscope like around. daily. Hey, yo. So we'll sign off for that. And everyone have a, uh, have a good evening. Yeah. See you. Goodbye. Later on.